Welcome to the Latest United We Stand podcast. I'm Andy Mittens. Podcast brought to you in association with Bet Fred. Fred Don opened his first shop in Salford in 1967, and I'm in the small and unassuming market town in the Nevada desert of Las Vegas, where there is a convention of Manchester United fans. So I'm stood in a huge room in the Plaza Hotel in downtown Vegas, as opposed to the New Strip. So hotels which were built 40, 50 years ago, full of character. And in front of me, I see a big Phoenix Red Devils football bloody hell flag. USA supporters club Texas, Memphis Reds official supporters clubs, Nashville Red Army. And this gentleman I'm with is from closer to home. Introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Eric Byington. I'm the leader of the Sin City Red Devils here. I've been a Manchester United supporter for over 25 years. The Sin City Red Devils. Devils yes. So I better get this out the way early on. In our last two podcasts, we've come across a fantastic lad who escaped war in Syria to get to the US, a singer who started singing in, in the podcast, and a porn star. If you've got any interesting occupation, then let's get it up front now. Hey, what do you do for a living? I actually work for a sign company that's been building signs in Las Vegas for over 100 years. So all the iconic signs you see on the Las Vegas Strip from the 1920s till present, Fremont, the, actually the new hype, all this, the sphere you're seeing right now, my company wrapped it with LEDs. We did the Fremont Street Experience, all the vintage Vegas signs, all the hard rock guitars. We've done the M&M in London. We've done stuff in Macau. We're like one of the largest sign companies in the in actually the world. Where's the Welcome to Las Vegas sign? Where is right it? at the very end of the strip, and that is the, that is the company who I work for. Okay. Why Manchester United? So, yes, go. so I get asked this question a lot being a Yankee, you know, especially from Vegas, because one thing about Vegas is unique. When all the English tourists come to Las Vegas, they Google where to watch a match. It's a pub called Cran and Anchor. It's an English pub. So they go there. So... I've been going there since about well, 2003, and I've made so many amazing friends, like in the UK and United supporters. And that's what I talk about. Once you, if you're a United fan, it's a brotherhood for life worldwide. It doesn't matter where you are. I've been in Cancun, Mexico. I've been all it's kind of. They see my tattoo or my jersey, and they just they start singing. I was at a uh, like a resort in Cancun, and the DJ literally seen my tattoo, and started instantly stopped playing music and played the Glory, Glory Man United song. So your tattoo yes, is yes, of the one. Manchester United yes. badge, and you're wearing a yes. uh, Besties Hermosa Beach, California yes. T-shirt. And the quote on the back of that is, when I die, they lay me to rest, I'm going to go on the piss with Georgie Best. And he used to own this pub. People don't really know that. He owned this pub in Hermosa when he, when he played there. So there's a lot of his memorabilia there. So when we went to the, the, the Home Depot against the Galaxy, the Home Depot Center, we all, everybody went down there and hung out at Besties, you know. So, so are you from Vegas? Born and raised here. So it's a fast expanding city now. Oh, one of the fastest growing cities in the world. I like, said, so we got Formula One, you see all the construction for Formula One. Why are people like moving that. here? I mean, it's a great town, a lot of tax benefits here, and you right. get away from the outskirts of Vegas, it's a great place to raise your children, it's, the economy's good. I mean, it's extremely hot right now, but our weather's good year round. You're two hours, three hours from anywhere, you know, international airport. It's just a great place. It's a, a great place to grow up. And now we have all this entertainment, the stadiums and everything. Look, we're getting preseason games now. That's like, here, I never think in a million years, I've had to fly to England since 2008 every year to see United. And now they're playing in my hometown. You know, I mean, that's what the stadium is. Is it the first built. time ever in Vegas? Ever. Yeah. ever anywhere. Yeah. This is the first 
when the stadium opened, we had, I think, uh, Barcelona last year. But because we have a grass pitch and it's air conditioned, even though it's hot, people are, you know, want to come here now. And who doesn't want to come to Vegas? You know what I'm saying? Every, I mean, every English person wants to come to Vegas, regular or not. So now it's just a good excuse that we have these preseason games, the grass pitch. We have international games here. It's become, you know, we're... How many people live in the Vegas area I mean, now? It's about two, two and a half million. Man, two and okay. half it, it, it's so fast. I drove here from LA. Yeah. I came through Death Valley. Okay. It was uh-huh. warm. Yeah. It I gets stopped. up there to 132 degrees sometimes. Yeah. Right. Well, it got up to 120 today. Yeah. And I stopped and ordered the hottest chicken wings I've ever had, which made me even warmer. <laughs> and I might as well have had yeah. idiot tattooed on my leg yeah. rather than the Manchester United badge like So, to get back to your question, when I became a fan, so. At a young, my kids started playing football. You know, there wasn't a lot of, you know, it was still big here, but not a lot going on. And, you know, the coaching and all that. So I started getting interested in it. At that time, you know, United had just won the trouble. Beckham was a big name. So you heard the name. So, it's, you know, you kind of heard, you know, Beckham, Beckham. So I'm trying to get interested in it. And they used to have pay-per-view. And so the United games for $14 US, I could see a United game. And then a couple of years, I hear the name. And then Tim Howard signed for United the American. So... That really piqued my interest. And then the more I watched it, the more I fell in love with it. And then I got obsessed with it. You know, I'm growing up, you know, born and raised, growing up playing American sports, done everything, race, you know, uh, motorcycles, dirt bikes, street bikes, played all the youth sports here in America. But this just grabbed a hold of me. Just the passion behind it. In 2008, uh, my father passed and he knew it was a big wish of mine. So that's when he's on his passion wish. He goes, Here, here's money to go see United. And so I got to see United against West Ham. That's a... Uh, we beat them 3-1. Dean Ashton had the, the bicycle kick left over. But I always remember it because the week before, Darren Fletcher got a handball against Chelsea. It was a, a bad one. But if that wouldn't happen, I would have got to see them do the walk of honor and see them get a title in my very first game. What do you think of Manchester so as a city? I love it. I walk around. I learned this. Uh, after the first time, I learned the city. And I always stay at the – I've stayed at the Copthorne, uh, the Hotel Football, the Premier Inn right there. And then I have a mate that lives down in uh, – kind of cluster Ludlow so I stay with him a lot I have another mate that lives in Stockport and another mate lives in Coventry so I stay with them a lot and but I stayed at those but it's a beautiful city I walk around the city use the public transportation with the museum I you know stay there by the keys all the time I, I love harvesters I eat at harvesters every time I'm in Manchester fantastic we've been joined by <laughs> some other gentlemen in Las Vegas now what's your name and where are you from I am Viken Astorian from uh, originally Beirut, Lebanon, but now I live in Los Angeles. So you're Lebanese originally? Yes, yes, I'm Lebanese. Your background is Lebanese? Yes, Lebanese, and I have supported United since 1964. I was eight years old. Uh, My dad's friend was a very uh, well-known footballer from Syria who uh, used to play with me, make tricks on me, and while he was doing that, he used to give a name, Bobby Charlton. So, hearing that, plus the Munich air crash, and George Best being my idol, you know, I have started supporting Manchester United. How did you get information about Manchester United in Lebanon in, in the 1960s? Uh, yeah, late 60s or early 70s, I was, uh, I used to listen to BBC Saturday afternoons uh, and always waiting for the results, you know, or they broadcast the game, so... So that was your only source of information? That was the only source. BBC only, World Service? Yes. 
or if we were lucky, the weather was good, we could get a game from Cyprus. From the British forces? Yes. Yeah. From Cyprus, uh, broadcasted. Because uh, that's not so far away, is it? It's no, it's not. Really? Yes. So, so good weather. Can good, you remember any, good any games you had from uh, the Bri British forces? coming across from the airwaves? Mostly what I remember was FA Cup finals, you know. Uh, in and in English? Course, yes, in English. And 1966, of course, the World Cup. That's what I remember. So you live in the United States now. Yes. When did you leave Lebanon? 1978. The Civil uh, War? During the Civil War we moved and... Uh, since then, we are in Los Angeles. In our last podcast, we had um, a Syrian gentleman who'd had to escape from Syria during their war. They took a taxi to Lebanon, actually, and then a flight to, to Istanbul. When you were leaving Lebanon, what we, was it like? Uh, in the beginning, we went to Mexico City to be able to get into Los Angeles. But and was it bad when you left Lebanon? Uh, it it was uh, not the worst time, but there were dead bodies on the streets when we were going to the airport. So it was scary, but once we were out... There was, um, there was a guy from very close to Manchester called Terry Waite, who was held hostage there in the mid-80s. And the word Beirut, when I was growing up, if you said it's like Beirut, it was like somewhere which had been destroyed yes. but then I actually went to Beirut in 2009 and the old historic part has been completely rebuilt and was actually quite beautiful yes it is very beautiful of course after the bomb I mean not the, uh, the explosion the port explosion yeah. yeah they are I was there last week and they are uh, remodeling some stores not every store is open, but uh, it's getting back to normal. Paris of the East, no? They That's what they used to call when we used to live there, yes. It was uh, like like Paris, so you went they used to, to speak uh, French. Mexico City, then you yes. came into the US. We came into the US, we returned back to Lebanon for a year until my dad finished his uh, work and then we immigrated completely, 1978. And then you've always supported Manchester United? Always. I mean, when I came to Los Angeles, I continued listening BBC or watching games on satellites. We used to go to English pubs like Kakumbul or... Uh, so, but now, every you can watch it at home because many channels. Have you been to Old Trafford? Yes, my first... Okay, by the way, I took my wife on my honeymoon to Old Trafford, uh, 1983. Yeah. And <laughs> my first game that I saw, it was 1993, 26 years later, you know, the first championship yeah. against Blackburn. And after that, I visited 2017. You were there 18. against Blackburn? You, you, you was at the game against Blackburn? I was at the game, at the, yeah, the last game. You're very lucky. 1993, yes. What an atmosphere that was. Yeah, that was great. What's your highlight as a United fan? The best moment since 1964? Uh, 1981, travelling in the team, Manchester United team bus from Seattle to Vancouver. 
You travelled on the team bus? Yes. Was John, John Gidman asked uh, Ron Atkinson and Martin Edwards if I can travel with them. Do I you? had my airplane ticket from Seattle to Vancouver. I trashed it. I went on the team bus. Was this when Peter Beardsley was playing for Vancouver? I think he was spotted maybe playing. Yeah, he was. He was spotted playing for Vancouver. Did yeah. you know John Gidman? Yes. Yeah, and after after Vancouver, John Gidman and Scott McGarvey, they came to my house and we did barbecue. I have pictures, memories. When did you last speak to John? Oh, since then I haven't spoken. Do you think he'd yeah. remember you if I tell him? Of course he will, uh, because he came to my house and we had uh, dinner, we did barbecue. Yes. I know John. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I will show you some pictures right now. Yeah, and then I will send them to him on his WhatsApp. Okay. That's the deal. Yes. And I was 20 years old then. I asked Martin Edwards, Mr. Edwards, I just want to feel part of the family, Manchester United family. I want some shares. I have respect to that man. After he returned to Manchester, he sold 50 shares to me. How much? Were they expensive? It was pound 50 each share. So you bought 50 shares? I bought the 50 shares, of course, I bought later more, but... And what happened to them, then? Ah, the 150, I sold it for 43 pounds. Really? Yes. In, because it went public in 91? It went to public, yes. So you sold them then for, wow. Yeah, uh, I sold them, I rebought it, and of course, after the Glazers bought the club, they compulsory purchase yes, yes. a lot of people were upset by that and because yes. they they own the shares for sentimental value not for financial gain exactly. and, they, and they were really upset just to have them yes. s- taken off them yes. without I didn't any I didn't sign the papers I didn't want to sell it but then I see in the mail that the check came in one of the fans forums last year a gentleman called Chaz Banks told Joel Glazer how upset he was that he had to give up his share yeah. in Manchester United. And Joel Glazer was shocked because he just saw it as a transaction. But it wasn't a transaction, it was yeah. sentimental of course. and meant a lot to yeah. him. It's lovely to talk to you. Yeah, how how are Manchester United going to do this season? You've seen it all. But I see the improvement, so I am sure we will do better than last season. For sure. What does that mean? Second? Second or first? Yeah? Yes. And what about I believe in, in, there. in the Champions League? Champions League? I would say two semi-finals. I think people would accept yes. what you're saying. Yes. Thank you for your time. Thank you. So I'm just talking to this gentleman here. What's your name? Hey, my name's Robert. Yeah, actually, you can go by Robert. My real name is Daxon from China. Okay. So tell me what's happened tonight. It is uh, one of the most important night in my life, and it's very special. Uh, I proposed my, to my girl uh, on behalf of all the Manchester United legend. I uh, got a blessing from a lot of legends, and actually I prepared this for since I know United, uh, Manchester United got to come to Vegas uh, to play the game. I try to make it that special on the game day, but uh, today, instead, I think it's a, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's this time is the best time. So. So you had a ring, and you've proposed to your partner. Yes. Come here. 
So, were you expecting this? Uh, hi, my name is Audrey. Were you surprised? Uh, yes, I'm so surprised because I never thought he, he would do this today. <laughs> How long have you been together? Around four, four years. years. Four years, yeah. And when you did your speech, it was a lot about Manchester United, wasn't it? How long have you supported Manchester United? Uh, 25 years, exact 25 years. Since I was seven, like I mentioned, till now until I die. <laughs> and where were you? Were you in China? Where I was now? in China, and uh, when I was seven, I tried to, my parents tried to buy a, a, a jersey for me, a t-shirt actually, a t-shirt. But I want a jersey instead of t-shirt. At that time, I uh, bought for, uh, I, I said, I need a, a jersey number seven for David Beckham. My mother even told me, oh, that one quality is not that good. Why not try that, the other one? I believe that one is also a red one. My mother said it's also red, but it's Liverpool. I said, no, <laughs> I need David Beckham ones. So uh, the, my whole story since that, and uh, day by day, uh, it's a mutual care. I watch the games, I care about every update from Manchester United. Have you been to England? Have you been to Manchester? That's my next dream. As uh, I When I proposed to her, I said, initially I tried to propose to her at Old Trafford. Yeah, we unfortunately right now, because of COVID, a lot of stuff, we haven't been there yet, but definitely. I, pro I guess probably the next biggest movement for us is go to Old Trafford, watch a game. Do you like football? Uh, honestly, this time it will be my first time to watch a game. Yeah. <laughs> so United uh, against Borussia Dortmund here in, in Las Vegas. Well, congratulations to you both. I hope you have a happier life together. Thank you. For the rest of my life, I will love most two part of my most two important part of my life: my girl and Manchester United. Yeah, right, just with a group play. of lads from. Uh, me on camera. Where on are you camera from, boys? Houston, Texas, yeah. Nah, we're, just, <laughs> nah, we're from, 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 from Dallas. The, it's the good part of Texas. The good Dallas, part of Texas. Uh, it's like. You're the Dallas Reds. We yeah. are the we are the, the Dallas, Reds. Dallas Reds. Harry. Yeah. Okay. And, and you're red until you're not. We're gonna. Dude, it's we're like I'm, I'll I'll say it the way it is. Who's and a red? Until you're not. Who are you talking about? Harry Maguire. Yes. Okay. You like him? I fucking love he's, him. He's he's always a captain for a reason, right? He's a Mustang. He's a Mustang. He's he's like he dealt with so much shit. He was solid. And he showed up to every occasion and he did his best even though at some point he didn't fit in the system but that's not his fault but so he's the still Dallas Reds are having Harry Ma do you like him? yes do you? absolutely I fucking bought his kit when it came out <laughs> yeah. well, this is a Harry Maguire fan club eh? it could be he's a red he's, he's one of our he's own he's he captain the club he's in a great way he's always held himself well in the media he's, he's represented the club really well he's represented the fans really well and he gives his all. Uh, uh, that game against Newcastle, when he was up against the Kosh, and the whole world was up against him, and he scores that fucking header. Yeah. That's what it's all about. So I, I, I guess I guess what we all, all want to say is, no matter what the people say or the media say, Harry, Harry, we got your back. You're a red. We love you, Harry. We do. We love you, Harry. We do. We love you, Harry. We do. Oh, Harry, we love you. I think, you, I think you'll uh, listen to this. <laughs> so, it's, so the yeah, message is quite clear that. Uh, so, you, you know, he, he wants to stay at Manchester United. You, and you, we want him to stay. Okay, we fight do. for his place. Yes. Would like that, yeah. No, 
he's got so many years ahead of him. He's, he's still got qualities that I think would serve our squad. Um, he's a great stopper. I think he's the best center back we've got in the club at, in the air. He's solid. He knows how to fight a man, go man to man. He knows how to defend the spaces. And I think he's a good leader. He knows how to communicate. Yeah. And, the fact, and the fact that he stayed even after he was benched, and Luke Shaw played center back and he stayed and he's still fighting and he's cause a, cause a fuss yeah and he's he doesn't he, he's, he's, like, he's a professional he didn't go to the media he didn't tweet he didn't, he didn't talk to more he didn't, about he didn't it. talk to anyone <laughs> he just took it like a champ and like a, a true red and he sat on the bench and he actually took it like a fucking man he's a captain you were you born in Dallas no no, no. Where no. Are you I'm, 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 I live in Dallas I, I was born and raised in Iraq in Iraq yes sir wow, wow. yeah uh, my which city Baghdad Baghdad it's not my fault my mom and dad had sex in there <laughs> <laughs> what's Baghdad like uh, when did you last go there I, I, I left when I was 20 back in 2011 I lived in Lebanon for six years and then I moved to Texas in 2016 I made these cunts <laughs> <laughs> why did you leave in 11 because of the situation though? yeah yeah it's a long story short I'm Christian and we were not mostly welcome there right in your yeah. own country yes sir yeah so you yeah. have to get out yeah kind of slightly willingly voluntarily asked to by who the local militia locals government militia you name it they're just on your case you better leave yeah and it's it's not that like and i w even when i was a kid i like i i didn't belong to that society it's like it's it's not. It's, they have traditions. This is not. I respect that. This. Is, I will never deny that I, I. I am from that part of the country. Oh, like that part of the world, but I just didn't fit in. Even though if, you're born now, what percentage of the Iraqi population? So you, before 2003, the population of Christians in, back in Iraq, it was like about, I want to say, four million. So a significant number. Yeah, out of like 35 million, and then, the, I left. June 17th, 2011, and there was like 1.5 million. Really? Everyone just had to leave. It was, everybody just decided to leave. pressured to leave. It's not only that. And now? What's the population now? Uh, it's probably just my dad. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's like, what yeah. man. Yeah, well, he's visiting. He's, he's, he's back in, in Dallas now. So how quickly did you have to get out of your country? Um, pick up what you can. Really? Yeah. Especially like if you. Or else? It's not all else is so at 2010 there was a massacre in, in, in my church 120 people just died in two hours they were killed by the unknowns quote unquote and after that the, for the most of the population they were like okay you you you're complaining about honey 120 Christian men and women and children but we lost millions throughout the years so what what makes you feel so special and we we're like we're not special we're just the minority of that and you should be you should like feel something for us being butchered like that and they didn't and you supported united in iraq yep yeah i was like i want to go there with uh um, we, zidane iqbal ah uh, yeah so i, I spoke I spoke to his mum and she she said you can go and you cannot. She said you just need to know people there. Mm -hmm. And she said her sisters would look after me. So I I I, 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 I know I know uh, uh, Iraqi uh, Red Army. Yeah. They are a, a official fan club. 
Shout out to the Iraqi Red Army. Where are you from? I'm from India. Yeah? Yeah. And you? Texas. Dallas. Texas, born in Dallas. The only Dallas Red that's actually from Dallas. Okay. <laughs> and wearing red. And well, wearing red. I'm, I'm British, Bangladeshi, born in Dubai, grew up there in Egypt, Bahrain, Australia, and now I live in Dallas. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Citizen of the world. A little bit. What yeah. was taking you all to all of these So places? it was mostly my dad's job, and um, then I got sent to boarding school when I was 15 um, in Australia when I was uh, living in Egypt. So where's so. home for you? Wherever, uh, wherever United wherever are, you lay, <laughs> wherever, wherever you lay your hat. Yeah, wherever, wherever there's good food and good and vibes. Throughout all those places, was Manchester United a mainstay in your life? Yeah. So, um, my dad's family—they're originally from Silet in Bangladesh—and the the entire paternal side of my family is split between the Scousers and Man United. And for me, it was so just north of Dakar. Yeah, right? it yeah. is. So on the river, it's just all they ever knew. Just those two football clubs from the north of England, and I was born in an era where Man United were just the only option. And I have uncles on that are that are very close to my father. Grew up with him all his life, and you know they've they, they're cheering now ever since you know Jurgen Klopp came in. But like every time it comes up, I just shut him up. I'm like, you know, why the fuck would you ever support them? <laughs> why would you? <laughs> nice one, lads. Still in Las Vegas, bumped into a lad with a pretty strong Manchester accent. Where are you from, mate? What's your name? Darren from Gorton, originally. How long have you lived out here? Uh, be nearly 10 years now. Lived Where, out. In Vegas? No, no, in Vegas. Uh, I wouldn't last 10 years in Vegas, mate. I'd be dead in a couple of days. Uh, I live in a place called Walnut Creek, which is about 25 miles east of San Francisco. So, about 10 years now. What was it like moving over from Gorton? To Walnut Creek's pretty nice and is 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 a nice area. Uh, bit of a culture clash, no? Culture clash, and um, I remember the uh, the beers being a bit different, going from three and a half percent Carlin to like eight percent IPAs in uh, some of the brew pubs there. So that was that was the biggest adjustment. Uh, first time I went out so was you, a bit what, interesting. You, you got on a session drinking IPAs. It, it, what it, happened? It, it was it was the first time I'd really been out since moving over. I'd not really done that much drinking, but I think it was the uh, the championship game between the 49ers and the uh, Seahawks, um, and we just got uh, we posted up in a brew pub there and watching the game. There's a few of us, and we they just got on bringing these jugs of IPAs over. So I'm just tipping them down as if they're three uh, percent Carlin, and then by the time we go to leave, uh, somebody asked like. What percent's that? Oh yeah, it's like 8.7. So uh, by the time the fresh air hit me, it was uh, I was in a little bit of trouble, mate. What sort of trouble? <laughs> it was it was the days before Uber, and I uh, uh, found myself wandering in the street, uh, right in the middle of the road, trying to flag a taxi down, <laughs> right outside the local police station. So uh, they uh, they come and help me out. Uh, in what way? <laughs> sat me down on the uh, on the pavement, uh, asked to look at my phone and. It's like, is, uh, is, is, that, is Donna your wife? I was like, yeah. So they kind of read the text out to me like, getting a little bit worried about you now. Hope you're okay. You're a fucking prick. <laughs> Give me a call. <laughs> so, 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 so at the end of it, uh, <laughs> even worse, they had to ring uh, my wife to come and pick me up from the police station. So 
Uh, not my finest hour. They, they just because you were steaming. Just cause they, they, they didn't arrest me or anything. They just because I was that steaming and I was uh, just almost passed out on the pavement. But so what you just thought you'd have like eight pints of 8% beer? Probably more than that, mate, because we went in there for the game at two and left there at about eight. So it was, uh, it was a bit How messy. By the end. <laughs> don't know. There's a few of them. They just kept on bringing these jugs after jugs of IPA. So, you just yeah. kept drinking it? Yeah. That was, uh, that was my introduction to drinking in America, mate. So be careful there. out there. Yeah, 10 years, mate. Um, got back to Manchester fairly often, though, because my job, the uh, headquarters, still in Manchester. Mum and dad still live in Gorton. Uh, Mrs. is, her parents still in Gorton. So we go there most Christmases, some summers. So, so yeah, we, we have best of both worlds. We Gorton, see red people or go. blue? Red, definitely. Yeah? There's, there's, a, there's a blue contingent, got quite a lot of blue mates, and I'd say from 40, from my age up, is probably you'd say there's a, a decent blue contingent but uh downwards i would say it's red but i don't know actually like been gone 10 years do go back fairly often but with city success ground round the corner giving away tickets you know it could change who knows but from my age downwards definitely predominantly red still how do you watch united from california uh, it's pretty coverage is pretty good actually on nbc sports they have it over a pretty decent coverage it's early in the morning that's pros and cons means you can't really have a beer although it's early in the morning here and I'm drinking beer but uh, can't really tend to be drinking uh, watching the game so you can't really you know enjoy it that way you would like in a pub back home with mates or go into the match but um, you know watch the game at seven watch it with the boys got two sons and they'll probably be playing later on in the day so we get to watch the game and then have the rest of the day to ourselves really and the, like I say both my two kids play at a decent level so we're always all over the map taking them to their footy as well and both your boys what are the names sat here with United shirts on Ryan is 12 years old and Dylan 8 years old and they both play good standard you're saying yeah I was, I was saying to you before uh, my 12 year old we're going down to uh San Diego next weekend for the San Diego Surf uh, tournament and they're playing Billy Garten's team San Diego Surf so uh, that, that's the elite level in US M- MLS next level. yeah MLS next there's kind of two pathways MLS next is like the, if you want to do the professional pathway there's ECNL as well which I think San Diego Surf are national champions that's more the college pathway so there's two kind of top levels but MLS next is the newer one and what a lot of clubs are going towards and partnering with like all the professional clubs in the area so yeah, so, so it's a really good standard. Billy's one of Billy's um, three sons. Frankie's just he's 18, so he's looking for like trials now. He's just finished playing there. He's a good player, and his older brother was a fantastic player. I got him a trial at Watford, and a friend of mine went to watch him play. So he had a beautiful technique, but he was just lacking a bit physically to be playing for an English Premier League team. Yeah. I was just looking at my eldest son there. That's uh, that's some of the feedback that we get from him. He's very good technically, just lacking a bit of aggression, mate. Need to get some aggression from his mum. <laughs> get some of his mum's aggression, it'll be all right. <laughs> Finally, how, how, how are you feeling about United this season? I'd only just found out that we've um, we've signed a new striker, right? Or at yeah. least it's going to happen. So, yeah, we obviously needed a number nine. Uh, that was blindingly obvious uh, last year. I mean, no offence to Weghorst. He, was, he seemed like a great lad, but he just wasn't at the required standard right so need a number nine um i think it's good that we've replaced the hair you know he's been a great servant but not it made too many mistakes and he's not the keeper that we need to go forward so yeah i'm i'm pretty positive before we played some really good stuff last year kind of just 
ground to a halt at stages where some of the people from the bench and the squad just wasn't good enough coming in but I think they bolstered it um, like them to get another midfielder I think Mount will be a good addition but I don't know I think I think if they get another midfielder that would be a good summer so yeah, pretty positive mate you know uh, City might run away with it again that would be fucking boring as usual but um, yeah hopefully we'll we'll, we'll get closer challenge but I like Ten Hag I think he's the man uh, to bring us as close as we can you know in the current structure with uh, as close as we can to back to the top but yeah pretty positive mate I think we'll, uh, we'll have a good season next season thank you cheers mate another Manchester accent um, but you've come over from Manchester yeah came over uh, a couple of weeks ago I think now can't remember uh, it's all a bit of a blur now but yeah been good fun been really good fun uh, we'd come again I reckon as the best place you've been to everywhere. yeah rooftop bar in Manhattan probably the best laugh absolutely slaughtered uh, the few with Wes Brown that was that was Andy he was a bit slaughtered uh, Vegas has been epic uh, we went to Austin we went down 6th street full of hundreds and hundreds of bars yeah, all been good. What about the football? Ah, well, there's a story. So, we were sw- we, New York, we got there, that was all right. Good game, bit warm, fantastic. Houston, we're sitting in our beds in the Airbnb. Had a few beers, hung around the Airbnb, ready to be out for the evening. One of our mates rang us up and says, where are you? We got the wrong day for the match. So, we nearly missed one of the games. So... We didn't do San Diego. And Did you go to the game in Houston? Oh, yeah, we got there. But you got the wrong day. You made it in time. Yeah, because someone rang us up. Right. And says, where are you? Otherwise, we'd have, still be, we'd have missed it. So you saw the game in San Diego? No, we didn't do that one. That was the, the, the young one against Wrexham. Yeah, no, it was, too much, it was too much like hard work getting backwards and forwards. So we got... And I've been to San Diego a few times. And I haven't been to Vegas for years, so we, 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 we sat that one off. How are you feeling about this season with United? Uh, better than the beginning of last season. Still not sure about the centre-forward position. I don't know how good this new lad's going to be. Whether he's actually ready or not, are we paying for potential? Still don't think we can play out the back as well as we need to be able to just yet. Uh, I think we'll improve. Whether we catch City or not, I doubt it. What would be success for Manchester United? this season they've got to win some got to win some maybe I don't know it's difficult because if it came second you say it's successful but it'd still be shit City wouldn't it so it's quite difficult to to judge I don't know not being a bitter bastard City winning nothing would be quite successful for me thank you for your time cheers this is Andy again. I'm in the airport on my way home. Absolutely shattered, but it's been been a brilliant trip. And I saw a lot of encouraging signs from the football. I know the results were not good. I know there were some basic errors in the game against Borussia Dortmund in Las Vegas in another defeat. But no, I'm not too concerned. I think Manchester United will continue to look to bring new players in, but it will be largely dependent on moving players on and getting some money in. 
So we're bringing the next podcast probably from Dublin at the weekend. We're going there, doing the night there in the Sugar Club Saturday night. There's hardly any tickets left, so if you want one, get lively. Um, and we're working on United We Stand. Got some really good stuff, some, some interviews that you will not see anywhere else with people who will be of a great interest to you. Just got to write them up, get them done before it goes on sale against Wolves. We'll try and take some of the summer issues over to Dublin. It's just complicated to sell the mag in Dublin. And we'll have some at the Lons game at Old Trafford as well. And if you want to order a subscription, well, that'll see you right through the whole season. 10 issue subscription. We've not put the price up, not put the price up for eight or nine years now. Trust me, our costs have risen massively since then. Postage, paper, paper's doubled, but we haven't put them up. So, you know, it would have been very, very easy, like most other things, to put the price up, but we haven't done. So if you could repay that by subscribing for the season, we will make sure that we bring you 10 absolutely cracking copies of United We Stand. Um, great to meet loads of subscribers in the US people who get it on digital but loads who get it on post as well met a guy from Utah another from Ohio and obviously in the big cities as well and they just said it, it arrives regularly a week or so after the new magazine has come out at Old Trafford so that was good to hear because we had real problems with the postage after, after Covid and, and with Brexit as well so I'm glad of that Anyway, I've got another flight now, another long flight back to Europe and a fanzine to get together and some interviews to write up and some other journalism to do and some podcasts. But I hope you've enjoyed some of the podcasts we've done from the United States. I've been struck by the variety of the people we've met and their stories, including on this podcast. And part of me thinks that is absolutely wonderful. Take care. See you next week.